0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Stark Kevin Speaks. Jared and Bob here. Uh, first first game of a doubleheader again for us on uh, Sunday. Uh, so we are right in the middle of, well, at the very beginning of the uh, NFC Championship game. And Detroit just fucking ripped off a touchdown in, what, three plays? Something like yeah, that? I
1: mean, they got the ball. I came down here to get the tablet set up, and Jameson Williams scored. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think I saw Montgomery run it for like 12 yards. I think there might have been one other play. And then I well, was they did also something setting to get up. To
1: like... Yeah, they, they did something to mm-hmm. get to like the 50 when he scored.
0: Yeah. So um, I'm I'm super interested. So I, I sent this in our group text and I also put it out into uh, the Twitter sphere, which if I check, I don't think anybody actually replied to it. No, uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not famous. Um, but I had a, I have a question just like a, a thought, right? I, I, it's not a question for you, right? Cause I know you, you, neither of us have the information to answer it, but so many people right in the public, uh, betting sphere were on Baltimore, my, whether it was minus three, minus three and a half, minus four, minus four and a half, um, some books were holding such a liability on Baltimore that the line moved all the way up to five and a half. Uh, So the one book in particular that actually put that publicly on Twitter was Circa, um, which is in Vegas. So they, they moved the line to five and a half. So it would be Kansas City plus five and a half just to try and get people to put money on Kansas City because they were holding that much of a liability on... Baltimore. Like if Baltimore had won, like the the books would have been absolutely fucking crushed. So I'm just curious, right? Just to put it in the ether, just to throw it out there. What are the statistics for a football team in the playoffs that is a heavy public, you know, darling? Right. I wanna I hesitate using the word favorite, right? Because they might not be the actual favorite to win the game. Like, you know, I, I I'm I would assume. I don't know off the top of my head, but I would assume Detroit probably got more money in this game. Um, because they're in their seven point dog, right? So I don't I don't know that. So I'll just I'll say public darling, right? Like the, the who who the public wants to back. Um, what is their record against the spread in the playoffs? Right. And I, I know you don't know the answer, and I don't obviously know the answer, but I'd be curious, right? Because I feel like it's probably not good.
1: So I bet the number's lot's dumber than you think it is. I bet you it's
0: 50-50. I mean, I I was going to say I bet you it's close to 50-50. Like, I wouldn't expect, like, a 70-30 swing.
1: Because, but... so Dave Mason from Bet Online he yeah. puts out the reports. Mm-hmm. So that Chiefs game was, on the spread, was 60% Baltimore. On the money line was 65% Baltimore and then 70% on the over. So truthfully if they were upside down on the spread, they made it back on the over. Right. Or on the total. Right. Uh parlays were a 50/50 sp- uh split. Uh 69% on Baltimore money line, 79% on the over. Teasers were 58% Kansas City, 81% over. So all those teasers pr- pr- per- so everything pretty much lost because the game went under. Right. By a lot. Right, and Baltimore money line didn't cash, so I don't know. But that's the thing, though. It's like sixty five percent on Baltimore money line minus two forty one. I don't know what that number needs to be because the Chiefs were lost money, yeah, on the money line. So thirty five percent—that's probably still too low. So they probably did make out on that as well. Yeah. Um
0: but that's also just bet online.
1: Right. right? And then for today's game or the night game, fifty two percent on San Francisco spread, sixty-three percent on Detroit money line, sixty three percent on the over. Parlays are Detroit spread, San Francisco money line, the over, teasers, San Francisco and the over. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the couple hard things to figure out one at what point is it like is public like really public right because it's, it's only like 54 percent. that's not really public because of correct the juice so it's like it probably has to get into 60 i would think so yeah
0: i think that's probably a solid um Solid way to go.
1: But even then, a lot of these games move, too. So it's like, I know the spread. So the spread probably doesn't matter most of the time. But this game here, it could sit seven. Um, Like if San Francisco wins by seven, people will look at it like, oh, wow. The uh well, I guess technically the public would lose according to Bet Online's figures because San Francisco is favored by seven and a half. They didn't win, but plenty of people will have six and a half on San right. Francisco. Right. So it's a tough thing, but I get it. it's like anything in gambling. The numbers are way closer to 50-50 when you look at a grand total. Generally everything comes back to. But you just need you just need enough games.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, even you know, cause you'd have to get real specific, right? Like, and this is something that potentially, well, I don't even know if a sports query database would do this because they don't take into account like the amount of money that goes into each side. Right. Cause I've used a sports query database before. That's that like weird language, the yeah, SQL. SQL language, um, that like you have to go in and like, you can set parameters and then the algorithm will spit stuff out at you. Um, Cause I've done that before, like a, a bunch of times. Um, and cause you'd have to look like, you know, maybe since you call it the last 10 years. Right. And then you'd have to set like in the playoffs, a team against the spread that has more than 60% of the money. Right. And like, how do they do? Like, you'd have to get specific with it.
1: Um, Yeah. And, and then even with it, the other thing that these sports books do. Can do as well is they may have wanted Kansas City money at five and a half because they may have had a large liability on Ravens futures. True. So you'll never. So this this is the so unfortunately the problem with your question you'll never know the answer. Right. No one can answer that. Right. Because what Pinnacle has for public money versus Chris versus Circa, Westgate, the Superbook. Yeah. Then you go to all of like the American, because those are like, so that like we had like the two like big offshores. Then you've got the Vegas sports books. Then you have right. what would be like the Amer- American regulated sports books. Right. You never know what the hell each one is going to do. And even then, like say pinnacles upside down on... Or who was it, Circa? Circa Circa. got it up to five and a half. Yeah. Someone might have walked in and been like, what's the limit on Baltimore? Yeah. And they're like, "Uh, 100K. He goes, give it to me. Yeah. So they put it at five and a half. Someone comes in and goes, all right, give me 25 on five and a half. Comes down to five. Like like, Right. Sometimes that's what you're doing too. Yeah. But like if Pinnacle was sitting there with like unable to stop writing chiefs, 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 chiefs. chiefs. Too hard to figure out because right. I've tried this before, and that like that's things I've tried to play the public and using figures, whether it was some of the stuff that was posted on Twitter from the actual books, whether it was Vegas Insider, and the numbers you needed to like to figure out the public side. It wasn't so easy as just figuring out the ticket count. Right. You needed to know, like it had, it really, really had to be ticket count narratives. What do people think of this team? What's everyone saying? You needed to like, in order to find like a real true, like public, crazy play it needed to be something like that yeah like Pittsburgh uh New England over when that when they played it was the Thursday night game Yep, and that was something like all the tickets were on the over the line was like moving that way and you heard it you knew it obviously this is like this is the local team they can't score they won't be able to put any points on the board Pittsburgh doesn't have their quarterback they're not going to be able to score both defenses are good, which I don't think was true. I don't think the Steelers were very good. No. And it's like, oh, this game's gonna, it's gonna go under short week, gonna go under, gonna go under, gonna go under. Well, I just added six points, which is what the teaser would be, and I went over. Yeah. <laughs> and that hit. Yeah. And that's like a true public side, not just 60% on one end, right? Right. Right. But the other thing too is like when we actually get to the Super Bowl, so like say it is Niners Chiefs even if the bet count is like 62% one way there is no public play on a side or a total because there's so many props oh yeah and so much shit to bet
0: well the super bowl is a is a bad it's a bad example for trying to get public sides right because theoretically super bowl is is the the number one most bet on event of the entire year like people that don't bet bet on the super bowl
1: but championship week is second worst then yeah and especially in football because it's only one game so there are people like dude there were people at the gym that opened up accounts last weekend
0: for the divisional (laughs) game They
1: they bet the divisional game. They'll bet this game. They might bet the Super Bowl and cash out. Yeah. So that's why I actually like, so, and this is for anyone listening, uh, Mm -hmm. shout out to, well, Ian Mack, he is always good on divisional weekend. Forget how his bets went this year, but between him and Sammy P, they're usually quite good on divisional weekend. And I'm pretty sure I fucking cleaned up. (laughs) <laughs> Ian Mac might not have done so good because he included some prop bets and stuff.
0: He did better on... He crushed it wildcard weekend because we both did. I, I did very well wildcard weekend, and so did he, and then he yeah. didn't do well in the divisional round.
1: Right, right, right. So I think it's like one of those things like you can clean up like Wild Card weekend because there's still some games and it's not as tight. Like the lines aren't as tight. I'll tell you right fucking now, if you if you are a tournament person, have some money in your account, follow Chicken X Dinner on t- on Twitter, listen to the podcasts, whatever, Sammy P fucking lights up the first 4 days of March madness. <laughs> and then after that he barely he barely plays. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, the more the more you play in the last teams around, the tighter everything gets, which is interesting because then the more people bet, the tighter everything gets. Right, right. And that's why, like, everyone always asks me, Scott, oh, what do you like in the Super Bowl? What do you like in the Super Bowl? Like, I don't know. Woof. Yeah, they suck. Wide right.
0: Nick is not happy right now. Shout out to Nick.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, if you hear a fucking TV going out the window in North Attleboro, you know who it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: He lives on a main road, but luckily it's not busy at nighttime. Otherwise, it might be a run in the the middle of the road scenario, too.
1: (laughs) I should have been driving there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, one other thing before we move on from football, though, too, is, um, you know, love him or hate him. um, I think Pat Mahomes is that dude, right? Like, he is the next generation tom brady it doesn't matter who he's throwing to uh because he will figure out a way to win the game right like he's just that good he like it's tom brady all the in the second half of his career really you know post 2007 or i guess you could say 2008 since that's what he didn't play so post 2008 tom brady was that dude right like it didn't matter who he was throwing to like he was going to find ways to win the game right like whether he was throwing to edelman and I, yeah Vinny will tell you he's a hall of famer he has great playoff stats like people in new england love edelman but at the end of the day he's not that good of a wide receiver right like he he's not he wasn't better than welker
1: I Was going say you want to piss off new england people welker was better
0: yeah welker west welker is better than julian edelman hmm. like that is a fact um. Yeah, you know, Edelman made the catch of the Super Bowl and Welker didn't. Okay, that's the defining moment for people in New England. They're like, oh, no, Edelman, he's a Hall of Famer. No, he's not, and he wasn't better than Welker. So and he was throwing Amandola, Amendola, Chris Hogan, all these guys. Brandon LaFell, right, like just, just fucking trash. And, yeah, he had Gronk at the time, but Mahomes has Kelsey, right? So they have their one prolific tight, tight end target. And then everything else kind of is like eh, mediocre at best, but it doesn't matter because at every turn people count him out, and they don't want to see him win, and he still fucking wins. So, you know, he he's not quite Brady yet. Um, I that that's another thing that aggravates me is people are like, oh no, nope, Mahomes is better than Brady already. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Talk to me in like seven years, right? Like. At the end, I'm and I'm not saying this just because I'm a Patriots fan and a Tom Brady fan, but let's judge them when their careers are over, right? Like you have no idea. I mean, you know, or he not, can get seven.
1: The, it's, it's it's it's. See, this is the thing. It's like because it used to be Brady Montana, Brady Montana, right? Right. And then it was like, all right, well, Brady got four, but he lost two, two. to get there. Yeah. Well, Montana didn't lose any. Okay. Then, so Brady then Brady got five. five. And then yeah. people were like, okay, well, five is more than four. Yeah. Yeah. Then he got six. Right. It was just kind of over. So it's like, that's the thing with Pat Mahomes. You have two. Right. And like I don't give a shit that you've lost one. Right. You got two right now. Yeah. You gotta get to seven. You gotta get yeah. If you want to be better than Brady, you gotta get to seven.
0: Because that's that's the situation where if he ties Brady, if they both end with seven, you can say Mahomes you is can, better.
1: Because you can look because at stats then or, then
0: you look at stats and then you look at physical like capabilities
1: or like how many AFC Championship games did you go to?
0: Right, right. Like, you like, you can look at the secondary statistics.
1: Yeah, you can you can come down once the most important thing. Because that's the thing—is like right. no one says it's Peyton Manning or Drew Brees who statistically are better because they don't have the rings, right? Right. And it's it's, it's like people—I I, like—I don't get it. Like people, it's very easy to determine who's the best all time at something, and in our sports, we have this answer because Michael Jordan not only won. I know Bill Russell had like 13 or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but like Michael Jordan was six and oh in finals and he was a top three scorer of all time. Right. Yeah. That pretty much kind of settles it. Right. Like Bill Russell wasn't a top three scorer. Right. Um, Wayne Gretzky. He's got the cops and he's got the numbers.
0: Yeah. He's got his like, numbers are never even going to be sniffed.
1: No. Like he, he's got crazy numbers.
0: Yeah. Stupid. He's got video video game numbers. Stupid. Yeah.
1: Um. Baseball. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know where you want to go with it. I don't, I don't really want to go there because we have a hit King, a home run King, like yeah. pitching's a completely different beast closer. Like, right. right. You really can't have a best baseball player of all time. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Like, Rivera is probably the best closer of all time. I don't know who the best pitcher of all time is. Uh, the home run king is Barry Bonds. Oh, he was juiced up. Then I don't know what to tell you, man, because right. he's number one. Right.
0: P. Rose hit, has more hits than anybody he else. He has more
1: hits than anybody. Oh, well, he gambled on what – he still hit the ball. Right. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Yeah. I do yeah, base, Baseball is a tough one.
1: Baseball is tougher. Tiger Woods, now it gets a little difficult because he doesn't have any majors as Jack, but – right. He does have some things that allow you to make an argument that he was a better player than Jack. Right. He has more wins. He has more streaks. He has more dominance in a manner of time. Right. Well, he didn't win 18. All right, man, if that's all you think about, then sure. Yeah. He didn't win 18. Right. I mean, he won the that U.S. Open by 18, 15, but like whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it could be a situation – it could be a similar situation with Mahomes and Brady, right? If Mahomes ends with six, but he shatters all of the – he he puts up Wayne Gretzky numbers, right? If If he ends oh. with Wayne Gretzky numbers and only has six rings, he's better than Brady.
1: And like, that's can, fine, you but you we we that. we better be clear on what Wayne Gretzky numbers are.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that's a little. If we're fine. gonna, if because he's, say, he's, if he's gonna, not gonna do that, but no, we're gonna, no one is ever gonna do if that. If
1: we're gonna relate that to the quarterback position, yeah. Well, because uh,
0: right now Brady has the most rings, and he also has the most yards, the most touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like Brady is, yeah. So is in top a season. In all of
1: it. If like to have a Wayne Gretzky season, I think Mahomes would have to throw for like six thousand yards. Probably more. <laughs> uh he, w- he would probably have to throw seventy-five
0: for, touchdowns.
1: <laughs> I was thinking sixty-five or seventy touchdowns in the season. Yeah. Probably like four picks. And he would probably have to throw for at least sixty two hundred yards. Yeah. I almost said you almost need to double up, but that, I mean that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> because there's no equivalent for this. But the like Gretzky's crazy year. I think it was 1985. If you took away every single one of his goals, he still would have won the points race. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget how many goals he scored that year. It was. It wasn't a few.
0: Yeah. It's probably like 87.
1: Probably. And like 87 goals and like
0: 120 assists. It was like
1: 160 assists. Yeah, yeah. And I don't... Well, yeah, he might have had like 60-something goals. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I always take Gretzky out of it. But like, say Mahomes breaks all of, of Brady's records, but he only gets six rings. Yeah, You can say You can say he's better. You can
1: argue it. Right, And even, I would actually even, because I don't hold Super Bowl losses against a quarterback's, like. Yeah, I, I don't legacy. either. I don't either. I think in there. the
0: case of Brady, it's more impressive because he went to nine. He played 22 years, and he went to nine Super Bowls. <laughs> That's almost 50%. Ten. Yeah. Oh that's right. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, yeah cuz he was 6 and 3 just with New England. Yeah. Um
0: So he probably he went to a Super Bowl in probably like 47% of the years of his career. That's absurd.
1: Yeah. And like all those division titles and all those AFC championships like I don't know. I mean, I I I think that stuff matters.
0: Right. Wow, the Lions are not fucking around.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Because I'm on the Niners, but everyone's been like, ah, well, Niners in a blowout. I was like, oh, god damn it.
0: I so I took Chiefs four plus four and a half, and I have the Lions plus seven. Remember, I took it, I think I we were on the podcast when I uh when I took the Lions like last Sunday night. I was like, I'm taking the seven points before it moves, but it didn't, it moved the other way. It got to seven and a half at some places. Yeah. I thought for sure it was going to get down to six and a half or six. Yep. So anyway, um, that's sports sports talk. Uh, what else? Uh, well, well, kind of in the same vein as sports, I suppose. Um Netflix, right? This is big for us. We're big Netflix guys. Um, it's all cyclical, right? It all comes back to the same same spot in the end. Um Netflix spent five billion dollars with a B uh for the exclusive rights deal for the WWE. Uh, but it's a it's a weird, it's a weird um situation. So Netflix again five billion dollars to TKO Holdings, which is the parent company for the WWE and the UFC. For anyone out there that forgot, people forget those two companies merged like last year or the year before. Um, so TKO is the is the parent company of both of those. So Netflix has the exclusive rights for WWE Raw in the United States. So only in the U.S. you'll be able to watch. WWE Raw, which I believe is still on Monday nights. I mean, it, it was Monday Night Raw. Like that's what it's just been forever. That's what it was when I was watching and when we were watching. I um, believe it is. Because I know SmackDown has moved. Like I think when we were watching, it was on Thursday nights. I think at one it did a quick stint on like a Wednesday, and now it might be Friday or Saturday night or something. I don't know. But SmackDown has moved around a little bit. Uh, but raw has consistently always been Monday nights. So you'll now be able to watch that live exclusively on Netflix starting in 2025, so January 2025, and it's a 10-year deal. So where it gets weird is it it must have to do with the rights and good for the WWE for splitting up their rights between their two um, programs, right, whether it's Raw and SmackDown to make as much money as you can, right? Um, Because remember, SmackDown used to be on UPN, remember that UPN 38? Yep. Um so I don't know who holds that now, but outside of the United States, everything WWE is going to be on Netflix. Right? So even pay-per-view events is going to are going to be on Netflix outside of the US. So inside of the US, it's just RAW. Uh, and then you still watch SmackDown, however, you watch it. And then you still have to go through the pay per view channel for all of the
1: pay per views. Um, I'm guessing WWE Network is like dead in the water.
0: I would imagine so. Wasn't I, that
1: a thing for a while?
0: Um, I think it died a long time ago because yeah. Peacock held the rights to WWE. Because I remember after, like, right when the baby was born and I was up at three o'clock in the morning, I had Jones's. I still have Jones's Peacock. Shout out to Jones. Um, but I was watching WWE. I was watching all the old WWE stuff on Peacock at like 3 a.m. Uh, so I would imagine that's all going to come off
1: Peacock. Well, no, because they only own Smith. they only own Raw. Oh, uh, they only, own uh, they only, own Ra. only have the rights yeah, for Raw. that's true.
0: That's true. So maybe the the archive will continue to live on Peacock, but the Raw stuff will move to, I don't know, I have no idea, but it's a weird deal in that way. Um, But yeah, man, $5 billion.
1: (laughs) So if they keep increasing their costs, but don't increase their subscribers, (laughs) how are they going to make any money?
0: Yeah, well, they're making money now. Didn't we just, we did that uh, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, Yeah, They're, they're crushing it. They actually are making profit now. And they're yeah, going to bring in also, more subscribers. But... I mean, we—I know—we are not in the demo of WWE anymore, but WWE still has a huge demo that will probably migrate to Netflix.
1: I would say plus Raw's the good episode or good, the good right. show, so people are going to want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah do you it know? Is odd,
0: though. I, you you might not know. Do they do still do the split cast? I don't know. Yeah. Because I remember they did that for a while. That was like right around the time I stopped watching. That was probably like oh seven, oh eight, maybe.
1: Um, uh, it was definitely still a split show. I wasn't really watching then.
0: Because they um they split like yeah they did the draft and they split the roster so like only certain guys would would be on Raw. Like if you wanted to watch The Rock, like he was only on SmackDown. And like Stone Cold was only on Raw and they never like crossed over or whatever. And I was like, I, that again, that was right around the time I stopped watching anyway, but that, I thought that was pretty dumb.
1: Yeah. And then they, they had different title belts. So at the pay per views, you could have like crossover, but it couldn't be a title match because you couldn't, unless, unless each title was going to move. Right. So it's like, you, it was dumb because it's like, oh, well, we have a crossover and it's for the, you know, we have a crossover for the intercontinental and a crossover for the U.S. It's like, all right, well, either both title holders are going to win or both title holders are going to lose and they're going to switch shows. Right, right. And then like, yeah, occasionally it could be like, oh, well, oh my God, bo- bo- both titles are on SmackDown now. It's like, and then it's like someone from Raw's music shows up. It's like, oh my God, but bo- by God. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> you know, like, it, it kind of got weird, like, because I obviously, you know, it's scripted and you can like, right, you can like potentially foresee certain storylines, but like, especially when like the titles belong to a show and then you've tried to cross them and it's like, all right, man, like, if Raw loses the US championship and doesn't have a second level championship, they're either getting it back or they're getting the other one back. Like, like right. they're going to have something.
0: Right, right.
1: So, yeah, they're not uh, just going
0: to, like, strip uh, a show of second-level titles. No, I
1: mean, unless you plan on introducing a new title, but then it's like, that's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. How many titles are you going to have? Right. Uh, so, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, good for Netflix, I guess. They'll probably continue to fucking crush it, I suppose. But
1: um, I was gonna say someone smarter than me will have to like outline how the economics of that works. If you pay five billion and people are like, are you really gonna get that many more subscriptions? Or is there something else I'm missing? But whatever. Yeah. We've done the because
0: <laughs> the yeah, Netflix is it. is definitely trying to get into the sports world, right? They've done they did the drive to survive first right the f1 stuff um and then they did a like a spin off similar however you want to call it with the pga right with full swing um then they did they tried their first live event the netflix cup that we talked about that was just bad i didn't finish it i watched like the first like 15 20 minutes of it and was like this is just bad um so it was a big swing and a miss on uh, the the Netflix Cup thing that they did. But Full Swing and Drive to Survive were hugely popular. And I think they're going to do one now for NASCAR.
1: I'll tell you right now, it would actually be, be a little crazy. But Netflix could get a pretty good deal on it. They should get the viewing rights to live.
0: Yeah, that would be a good move.
1: And accept and understand. And actually, you could almost dictate if you're Netflix. Like, well, listen, we'll give you money. Like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. But we want X amount of tournaments, and we want them in these countries. Right. And then that way, Live gets a global product. Netflix gets a global audience. Right. And then Live Golf gets the exposure that it probably deserves.
0: Yeah, that would be a really good move.
1: Now, you, I say that, but there's way more users on YouTube than there are Netflix, I assume. Yeah. Especially because YouTube's free. Right. And that still didn't land. So I don't know what um what exactly you would have to do on that front. Like I said, someone else would have it's like someone smarter than me, like actually in media, would have to uh like hash out the details. Right. But I'm telling you right now, if if Liv puts an event, you know, they try like they talk about like a 14 event schedule. Say four in the US, that leaves 10. Uh one's obviously in Saudi Arabia, that leaves nine. So from there, if you go South America, Australia, Japan, even China—that's four. I'm li- I got five left. Yep. England, Spain. We got three left. Um, am I missing like a big global market that I'm not?
0: I mean, France and Germany, but
1: England's close enough to France and. Golf just isn't big enough in Germany.
0: Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Thomas Dietrich? Bernhard Langer.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, is Dietrich even, is he even German? I think so. I thought he was, or like maybe Belgian. he's Belgian. Yeah. I was going to say, I yeah. thought he was Belgian.
0: Their, their flags are similar because I'm, I'm used to seeing like the flag after their name.
1: Yeah. Stefan Jaeger. Yeah. Um, Alex Chaka <laughs> Um it would have to work out somehow that the markets work because there is a market for professional golf in those countries or regions cuz I know South America. I don't know which country you pick in South America. Truly, I have no fucking idea.
0: I mean, yeah, you could either Chile or Argentina probably
1: or Brazil. Like I know Brazil, like Brazil's obviously the biggest, right? Right. I don't know how big golf is. Whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't and think
0: then, I don't think golf is big in Brazil, but I know plus it's like there's it's a weird thing in,
1: in Yeah, in there's a weird thing Chile. in South America like with Brazil not being a Spanish speaking country and frankly I don't know if any of them like them. So, yeah. Cuz I say South America, I am thinking like the Spanish speaking countries. Right. Um Well, cuz I'm thinking too
0: you have Angel Cabrera is from Argentina. And yeah, just great, got fresh out of jail.
1: Great, great guy. Uh,
0: isn't Olathable? No, Olathable, Spain. Spain. There was someone else from Argentina that was big too, wasn't he?
1: DiVincenzo? Like are you talking like back in the day or currently?
0: Um, I thought it was back in the day.
1: Robert DiVincenzo?
0: Yeah, it could have been.
1: He won something, but I know he also lost something. I think he lost. Chile, the
0: Chile is big now too, just because of Mito and uh, Joaquin.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, like, Grillo is... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's who it is.
0: Emiliano Gri Yeah, Grillo. That's who it is. That's the Argentinian that I was uh, thinking
1: of. Munoz is something.
0: Colombia or... Vene- Either Colombia or Venezuela, I feel like. And that then I a think March Johnny too.
1: Vegas is from the country that Munoz is not from. Yeah. Munoz is probably Colombian.
0: You've got... Um, what is Camilo Villegas? Is he Spain too?
1: No, I want to say he's South America.
0: He's somewhere in South America.
1: I'm missing a guy. Oh, Ortiz is from Mexico. Carlos Ortiz. Yep.
0: Abraham answer was Mexico.
1: Yeah. Mexico, South America, same thing.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's South of America. It is South of America. (laughs) That's South America. (laughs) Yeah, I think it would be interesting, but again, I don't know. Like, because it, it, and I think also the the measuring stick has got to stop being U.S. markets because it's so stupid over here. Yeah, that off oh, the viewership was only this. It's like, yeah, it's because you people are idiots.
0: <laughs> yeah, because the 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 old white guy right is is oh it's blood money it's, right it's like but yeah, that's in a in it's this country that. it, like that's it's not even gold. that's the bulk of who watches golf right but like for the rest of the world so people don't give a fuck, right like in chile people would they i, I bet care. you in chile people would rather watch live because they get to watch mido their people and yeah they get to watch Mito and joaquin like i guarantee you live is more popular in chile than the PGA Tour. Right. And I bet you in Spain now moving forward, Liv is more popular than the PGA Tour.
1: Uh, it probably got to be close to because, because you got
0: Sergio and John and Rom.
1: Rom. And then the young kid, Puig. Right. Which he's not, I, again, he's not the name, but he is right. a young Spaniard.
2: Right. Right.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, and then like especially with like Australia now, Australia I think is a big enough country where they'll probably still watch more American golf because they're used to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But like everyone was saying, how good that event was when Liv went there last yeah. year. Yeah. And they've got Cam Smith. Like the Australians left on the PGA, yeah, but the PGA tour. Yeah, the PGA
0: has Adam Scott. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> they do
0: he's got a beautiful swing people forget people forget
1: <laughs> yeah and like there's jason day too yeah but those guys we really haven't threatened a whole lot in a long time right then the other guy herbert he's rumored to have gone
0: lucas herbert is
1: that yeah yeah he's younger I don't know. Whatever.
0: The f- the most funny Australian in Minwoo Lee.
1: Oh, that's right. He's on the PJ tour. Yeah, he's a PJ tour. If they got him, fuck, It would be Oh yeah. Oh. That would be something. Yeah. I also think there's there's ways to do it too where you could you you could make the insufferable golf fan so fucking angry so fucking easily. Um somehow live gets the rights to the australian open and host that royal melbourne every year and then all the fucking architecture people they would be like you know the meme with the guy like the crying face with the happy yeah. face oh yeah. yeah that's what every single person would be because <laughs> everyone talks about that course like it's the best course in the world Sandbelt best course Yeah, that's the best course ever. yeah royal melbourne like Oh, this reminds me of Royal Melbourne. I remember every hole at Royal Melbourne. I remember every shot, The one time I played there, it's the best place ever. There's no golf course better than Royal Melbourne. Maybe <laughs> the old course, except when the pros play there, in which case, pro's bad. Um, <laughs> That would get some fucking eyeballs on the event. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know how you obtain such a thing, but that's again, that's for someone else to figure out, not me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um. All right, I got um one more thing here before um before we wrap things up for episode one, uh, and move into uh the the return of the Sith. Um. So, a while ago, we I mean we talked about it, right? It was big. It was big news. Um, the state of Oregon, right, did their whole thing where. They decriminalized all drugs. might have been about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than a year ago at this point. And we both, I, I think, sat here, right, if I remember correctly, and was like, yeah, sure, why not, right? Like, who gives a fuck, right? Like, it's I mean, let it's people- just,
1: I, I said I don't understand it, like decriminalizing all drugs. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, there's some drugs that, you know, maybe they're criminalized might, for a
1: reason. I might, might want to cr- criminalize them
0: yeah, you know, like heroin, fentanyl probably, Good thing. but you know, whatever. Um, but I mean, for the most part, right? Like I kind of take a look at it as like a educate people to the best of your ability and their ability, understanding, however you want to say it. And then kind of like, let them make their own choices. Um, and then kind of go from there. Right. So like, yeah, I can. I'm kind of like stuck in the middle, I guess, in purgatory when it comes to all that stuff. But regardless, um, so Oregon, oh, they did that in 2020. Wow. Okay, so that was like four years ago. Uh, maybe they or they passed the law in 2020 and it went into effect uh, in 2021 or 2022. I don't know. We've been doing this show a long time, um, so. Oregon became the first state in the country to decriminalize small possession of all drugs, including heroin and cocaine, in 2020. Uh, Since then, uh, residents have been demanding for politicians to take action on what they now call open-air drug markets (laughs) that have surfaced and fueled a massive homelessness crisis throughout the state. What would
1: you say? How do you think that happened?
0: Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I don't get it. Yeah. You mean people that do drugs were just not capable of, you know, holding a job and a home and ended up homeless?
1: Plus, you made them legal. So what were people going to do? Yeah. Not use them? Yeah. Because when they were illegal, people were using them. Then you made them legal. Were people supposed to stop using them? Technically
0: decriminalized, but yeah. yeah. That's legal.
1: <laughs> no cuz I like again like legal fucking semantics aside if it's not punishable by law then it's legal.
2: Fair fair enough.
1: That's again it's cuz it's it's semantics. It's like no, no no it's not legal. it's decriminalized. So if there's no penalty then it's legal. Like if there's no cop around and I drive through a stop sign it's not fucking illegal. Cuz that, like, if for in order for it to be illegal, I need to get a citation, right? Again, yeah, arguing, I mean, that, but that's arguing semantics.
0: Yeah, like technically, you can get cited and you can have to pay fines if you're in possession. Um, but I think the whole thing is you just can't go to jail. Oh, that's decriminalized. So, like, if they find you with uh fucking, you know, ten pounds of heroin. Right, like they can certainly. Well, at that point, they can probably charge you with, saying, like, intent to distribute.
1: You for, yeah, distribution.
0: Um, but like if they find you with more than just a baggie of heroin, like they can probably fucking come at you pretty hard with like fines and stuff that you just won't go to jail.
1: I was gonna say, but the types of the types of people we're talking, you can't find people. You can't find homeless drug addicts.
0: Oh no, I understand that. So it's like a, it's a, it's a catch twenty two.
1: Does yeah, it's I guess so. Yeah, maybe you're gonna find
0: you're gonna not put someone in jail, but you're gonna find someone that doesn't have a job, doesn't have a home,
1: and doesn't Doesn't have have money. money. Like you can't find them anything. What are you you going to do? Take their home? You take their tent? Like (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you're gonna repo their sidewalk? Like
0: yeah like they don't give a shit about their credit score. <laughs> you know what I mean like oh no, if i have this unpaid bill from the federal government for a a, a misdemeanor charge that yeah. i can't pay my oh my credit score they don't give a fuck. They don't have a job. They don't have a home. <laughs> they just do drugs all day. So uh at this point this is where it gets interesting and i think it's funny. Um democratic lawmakers in the state have unveiled a new bill that would recriminalize the possession of small amounts of drugs as a low level misdemeanor. So things have gotten so bad in the state of Oregon that the Democrats were the ones that put this bill together to recriminalize small amounts of drugs.
1: So. My only thing: Are you going to actually arrest anybody for this shit, or is it still going to be more of the same?
0: Well, I mean, if it becomes a misdemeanor, like you can be arrested for a misdemeanor,
1: right? Now, are they going to? Because Oregon's also uh like an all cops are bad place too, right? Never mind. Okay, so like I appreciate the sentiment, like because I I mean like you know defying else like th- this is like. This is a fucking layup. Oh yeah. We're gonna decriminal it was like the same thing with like um what was it? We're gonna defund
0: police and we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna defund the police. Drugs. It's effectively and- anarchy.
1: Because in, in Minneapolis, wasn't it like we're gonna defund the police, but then the crime was so bad that they needed to like give the police more money than they did before?
0: Yes. That's 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 what happened. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah.
1: I mean, I love that. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. yeah. So if I if I just like, yeah, so I, I I do accept that, but like moving beyond it, I'm like, if you don't actually arrest these people, then effectively it is still decriminalized. Right. Like even though like even though uh drugs are still illegal in Massachusetts, by action, they are decriminalized on Mass Ave because there's no action being taken on those people. Right. Now I understand. Don't I don't want to fucking hear it. It's like, well, you can't arrest them all. There's not enough places, not enough resources. Da, 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 da. They need help, but uh, whatever. I'm just saying that by your actions, effectively, you have decriminalized drugs on mass apps specifically because you allow it to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. So,
1: I don't so see. I don't right see now. Even, even in have... Oregon, I don't see a recriminalization doing anything.
0: So I have the details right now. Um, as of this moment, possession of under a gram of heroin is only subject to a ticket and a maximum fine of $100. <laughs>
1: that's a fucking joke. It might, it might, well, that's the thing. They don't have a 100 bucks.
0: Yeah. So um, this measure will not affect the recent legalization of cannabis and mushrooms so you can still smoke weed and do shrooms that's completely legal but now this misdemeanor of small illegal drugs is punishable by up to 30 days in jail or 1250 dollars which again the money doesn't matter because these people don't have money um but you can now go to jail for 30 days So they say in Oregon, um, since 2020, the opioid deaths have tripled. So in 2020, there were 280 people that died from opioids. And in 2022, uh, 955 people died, almost 1,000.
1: It's amazing too, because I would love to know what the rationale was for legal or decriminalization. Did they think it would improve anything
0: yeah i don't think they thought that far ahead truthfully i think they though because like understanding the way that you know these people when i say these people i mean like you know the uber liberal folks they look at it like the system is rigged against certain people right so they look at it like the system is rigged against people that are homeless and addicted to drugs That they get caught with drugs, they get thrown in jail, they get out of jail and it's a vicious cycle. They can't get a job because they were in jail. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's a, it's a snowball effect. Right. So, cause again, I think a lot of this is not malintent, right? Like it's the, the, the old adage, right? Of, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, and then I forget what it is. It's uh, something, something like it's not Occam's razor because that's something different. But there's like something. It's like an Occam's razor or Murphy's law or whatever it is. And it's like never, uh, never attribute malice to where incompetence can suffice or something like that. So it's like between those two cliches, right? Like the the malice thing and the road to hell. Um, I I think these these people thought they were doing the right thing. By preventing homeless people getting thrown in jail, right? Like they thought they were helping them. Where in reality, we can see now four years later, that's not the case, right? Like you were wrong. Like it's very clear that you were wrong, right? And whether or not you want to admit that you were wrong is fine. Because even if you won't admit it, you're now taking the steps to recriminalize and undo what you did four years ago. Right so like even if you throw some like political you know speak at me be like well we weren't necessarily wrong it was because of x y and z that really we need to do this and that and yada yada okay fine but the fact of the matter is you're making it a criminal offense again because things got that
1: bad and yes you were wrong
0: and yes you were wrong
1: <laughs> no matter whatever type of political or legal fucking right argument you want to use right
0: So I thought that was funny because it's Oregon and they're finally starting to realize that everything they did was fucked up. I'm
1: asses. So
0: uh, you want to wrap this up?
1: We can wrap this up. We
0: can take a quick break and get back for uh, game two.
1: So I've been doing some research on uh, Naples golf. Because Michaela's Ooh. parents recently obtained a place down that way. Nice. So,
0: yeah.
1: Naples one of the, is
0: uh, absolutely fucking gorgeous. By the way,
1: is it? Yeah, we're talking it's, Florida, right? Yeah, Naples, Florida. Yes, okay. I would say we're not talking Italy.
0: No, is it's absolutely beautiful. It's um, it's also one of those places where like. You drive down like the main road, like on the waterfront and you see like Ferrari, Aston Martin, Mercedes, BMW, yep. like it's one of those places where like yeah, if does, you drive, if you drive an Audi, like you're poor,
1: <laughs> it does. It does seem like, well, but it also seems like everyone in their mother has a fucking place. So it's like, um, I think, and I could be wrong cause I've never actually been there. I think there's a price for almost everybody, not the well, yeah, homeless. it's also
0: Florida. so it's cheap. Right. It's, I mean, it's expensive now because everything's expensive, but it's
1: cheap, yeah. and depending on how far off the beaten path you want to get, right right like right. um anyway, so looking up some public golf, not looking too too hard, but I did find my way to Tiburon now tiburon's a resort i think it's at the ritz carlton there are two golf courses there black and a gold i could be wrong but the black has the senior event the Chubb classic and the gold has the women's season ending event now if that's the wrong courses flip them doesn't matter um so i'm like oh, okay that's cool like they host professional events Look up tee times. We're talking about four bills around. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay. Four bills, huh? It's gotta be like a golf digest top 100. You can play, right? Nope. <laughs> Maybe a golf week top 100. You can play. Nope. Someone has, it has to have this it has to have one of them as a top that you can play. Yeah. Nope, not that I can find so far. I think Golf Digest has a list of like top resorts, but that would include like the facilities, which I wouldn't need. I'm like, okay. So it's in Florida. And generally Florida doesn't get a lot of props for its golf courses because they're kind of all the same. They're all like flat and long and just water hazards everywhere. Right. No, there's a few. Uh, Like private and public, a few get there, get there, do, but even like Bay Hill, like that's PGA tour stop. And it's generally not regarded as like a highly ranked horse, right? Like it's probably top 100 for as far as like golf digest goes. And I also know that these, these lists are not like the end all be all. Like I understand that, but to not show up anywhere seems kind of interesting.
0: When you're charging me. $400 around.
1: And you host professional events. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm missing something. Now, now, full disclosure, I assume I will be playing on both of these courses and paying the price at some point. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's also times you can go later, like Twilight or Weekday or whatever. Like... There's ways to not pay four hundred bucks. Same thing with like sawgrass. Like I just saw the other day, it's like, oh, sawgrass nine hundred bucks around. I'm like, it is not nine hundred bucks around. Yeah, it just fucking isn't. Now, again, I don't know what circumstances in which it is, but there are circumstances in which it isn't. Anyway, but yeah, I was uh, I was a little caught off guard with Tiburon because you know i hear it's got pro events and i hear it's like 400 bucks around I'm like oh, okay well it's got it's got to be somewhere like a top in florida nope top in the country nope top public nope <laughs> nothing hmm. so i mean I, I again like i said full disclosure i imagine i'll be getting there at some point yeah cuz i have no i have no issues paying 400 bucks around i'm going to be calculated about where i'm spending my 400 bucks around right because I've done it before I'm doing it again and I will do it again right I'm not just looking to spend 400 on every like on any drop of a whim cuz usually yeah it's got to be worth it my criteria usually has to be it has to have some level if I'm going to pay 400 bucks and it's not a private and even even a private it has to have some type of significance either to me or to the game of golf. If I'm going to kind of like, whatever. Right. So like spyglass pebble, those are both part of the pebble beach pro-am. They are both top 100 publics. The, I think, so obviously pebble hosts us opens. I think spyglass is getting a senior us open at some point. Um, the women had the USO US, like like this. This thing holds host tournaments, USAMs. Right. So it's like right. Spyglass Pebble, they host tournaments. They have the reputation, and their location is good. So yeah, no problem. or that's going to be over four hundred bucks. Well, that is a rider Cup, PGA Championship golf course. Right. It's also right on the ocean. The conditions, whatever, like that's and again it's up there in the rankings again rankings aren't everything but it was it was a little weird not to see tiburon anywhere
0: yeah that is strange like lay, like having it laid out there is kind nothing. of weird
1: nothing because <laughs> usually even like some places and i know the like golf course architecture people are such fucking snobs about this and i fucking hate like they're pissing me off so much like they already did and now they're pissing me off even more but that's the other thing is, like, they're almost like poo-poo people who like golf courses that are just in, like, immaculate condition but might not be super interesting or might not have a lot going on. Right. I'm like, So what's the issue if someone's going to, like, they're going to play there because, the, you know what, these are the best conditions that I can get and I'm yeah. going to play it because that's what I want. I want to play the nicest place that I can get to. Okay, well, that, that's okay. But, like, wow, but there's a place that, like, could have, like, some – Some chocolate drops by the. It's fuck you, (laughs) fucking cunts. But anyway, I was a little caught off guard. Four hundred bucks. Yeah, makes sense. Kind of thinking. I was kind of thinking more in the two fifty range. Yeah. Now, uh, full disclosure, I was looking in mid February, so also time of year. I assume changes the pricing.
0: Probably. Yeah, I think that's probably safe to say um all right so my final thought is um in a the latest edition of why i'm a fucking clown um so my company is switching over from a uh like a uh hard based service like server storage, right? Like all of our information was like backed up on like physical servers, right? in In London, right? So my the company I work for is based out of London, um, so or the headquarters is in London. We're based out of Boston, but there, our headquarters is in London. So um, we're switching from physical servers over to like a hundred percent cloud based. So I had to schedule a time with our IT department that we, it's a company that we outsource that is also based in London. So you got to set up a time typically early in the morning, or at least before like 10 AM because of the the time change. So last Thursday, I set up a time to get my computer migrated over from the old server system that we were using to the new cloud-based server system. So I noticed there was like an issue, maybe like a week or two ago that sometimes my keyboard didn't work. Like when I was trying to type in like the search bar, we use Microsoft surfaces for work. So like the search bar at the bottom, or like if I was trying to log into a wifi, like you have to type in the wifi password, like the keyboard wouldn't work. So what I would have to do is like type the password like the like if we I was on a client site I would need to get their password type it in a word doc and then copy and paste it into like the connect to this Wi-Fi and then it get in that way so like kind of a pain in the ass but like not really a big deal so we go to I I've set up this call with the uh the the guy in London to you know switch me over to the new service and he goes all right you're all set here right and I go yep and he goes, All right, so I'm gonna log you out of here and delete this profile. So he deletes my my old profile and he's in like administrator status on my laptop. And he goes to set up a new profile, and the keyboard's not working. And he's like, I can't seem to figure this out. And I was like, Yeah, so I've been having this issue because I so I'm talking to him on the phone while you know this is all going on on because he has remote access to my laptop and i was like i wasn't sure if it was like the keyboard or what or not because like my keyboard works just fine but like i wasn't sure what it was and he was like no it's not working for me either so he's like it's not your physical keyboard it's like some sort of software issue that we have going on here so my appointment was at 10 o'clock with this guy to get everything switched over uh, long story short, he couldn't figure out anything, and I got stuck in purgatory, basically, because he deleted my old profile from the old service, right? And he couldn't set up my new service because I couldn't type anything. So I had no laptop. I had a very expensive paperweight for two and a half hours it took this guy to figure it out. It took until 1230, which is 530. 30 that in time? 530. Okay. <laughs> like I'm assuming he is only really supposed to work until five. So it turns out for another one of our clients, we have a virtual desktop um, because it's a bank, right? So we have to connect to their VPN and use a virtual desktop, their specific virtual desktop to log in. It's a it's a process, but it's secure because it's a it's a bank, right? So apparently when that was downloaded to my computer a few weeks ago, it corrupted something on my computer. So they figured out that if they shut that stuff off and they deleted it, then my keyboard started working. So they figured that out. And the actual migration process of like, looking me up to the new server system that we use, the cloud-based server, took about 20 minutes. But I was on the phone for two and a half hours with this guy, this poor guy, who was trying everything that he could and he couldn't figure it out and it was he got to the point where he was like i may have to factory reset your computer and then you're going to lose everything because then your computer just kind of like it obviously just goes back to the factory settings so like it's like brand new out of the box he's like i don't know how to fix this but then finally in like a last ditch effort he like found this other thing and he was like if this doesn't work i'm going to have to do it so it was like all right cool whatever so it works. He figures that out. And then he goes, all right, so we need to set up some more time to like figure this out tomorrow. Because then they had to like re-download the VPN and the, the virtual desktop for this other client. So it took two and a half hours on Thursday to do something that should have only taken 20 minutes. And then Friday morning at 7.30, I had to log back in and call them and have them remote back into my laptop to re-download everything. And want to guess how long that took?
1: Might as well just say another two and a half.
0: Yeah, about an hour and a half. It's just shy of two hours. So it was. I I was on the phone with them by seven thirty. I think I wrapped up right around like nine nine fifteen.
1: Pretty good use of resources.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty sick. And obviously, through all of that time, I couldn't do anything on my computer because Thursday I didn't have a computer and then Friday like they needed remote access so they were doing whatever they they were doing so couldn't do my job for a combined like four hours on Thursday Friday so it was a lot of fun but again I I was explaining the situation to my boss and he didn't really understand it at first because I was telling him about like my keyboard and he goes just buy a new one he goes just buy a new one and expense it Like, we'll just pay for it. And I was like, it's not the physical keyboard, though, because the guy in London can't type on my laptop either. (laughs) Like, it's not just me. (laughs) So, like, it's not just my keyboard. It's his keyboard, too. So that means it's not the physical keyboard. It's a software thing.
1: Um, You like that? Just fucking buy another one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if I buy another one we'll just be in the same position we're in with two laptops as opposed to one.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe if if the download corrupted again, but
0: Yeah, cuz then he was saying like, well, if it's if the computer's broken, he goes you might just have to buy a new computer and like he was like just go to Best Buy and buy one. He goes and expense that too. Like it he goes it might it might be like 1200 bucks, but like w- you need a computer. Like you need to be able to do your job. <laughs> So it was like, it was just wild. Um, but like I said, luckily they figured it out. But it just made for a headache on Thursday and Friday last week. But again, this is the type of shit, like I tell people, like I told my boss too, and he laughed. And I was like, this is the type of stuff that happens to me all the time. And like, I'm not surprised at all. Because he did the migration and he was like, I don't understand what the problem is. It took me, tw- I think it took him 25 minutes. And then like another person on our team took them 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, once they figured out the problem, it only took 20 minutes to migrate over. That's to the right. Cloud the server. migration
1: only took that time. Yeah. Yeah. The, other, it, the, the problem is we had a different problem.
0: Right. <laughs> Obviously. I was like, I was like, this is, I tried to explain to him, like, this is just what happens to me all the time. Like, it's you're just- like
1: the, you're like the opposite of Archer where he's like, I don't know. Things just kind of work out for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Things just kind of turn into shit for me.
0: Yeah. That's basically what happens all the time. So.
1: It's almost like uh anti-festivist miracles where seemingly no- <laughs> normal occurrences are festivist <laughs> miracles. Yeah, seemingly normal occurrences are a five-hour fucking
0: yeah, five-hour hassle. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Well, dude, it's like I,
1: it's like the computer I'm using right now. It's like you couldn't just buy it once. Nope, right. couldn't do that.
0: Right, right. That's what I mean. Like it's we're cursed. <laughs> we're just assholes. Like it is. It is what it is. Right. Like it's like I said to me, it's to be expected. So, well. <laughs> That's uh, going to do it for us uh, for right now. Uh, So thank you all for uh, for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you click the subscribe button up above. Hit the thumbs up down below. uh, Spread the word. Tell everybody you know about the show. If you're an audio-only listener, subscribe there as well on whatever platform you have. Uh, If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I would appreciate it. Uh, We would both appreciate it very much if you would leave us a review and give us five stars. Uh, It helps new people find the show. Uh, helps everything grow and uh, be awesome in sunshine and rainbows. Unlike my it experience last week, uh, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks website, sarcasm speaks.com. I uh, go to the merch store, buy some merch. And then while you're at it uh, in the show notes below, check out all the sponsors of the show. Uh, we've got links and you know, affiliate codes and all that stuff for all your discounts down there. So go support those guys. Uh, so that's going to do it. Uh, for us. So until next time, good night, everybody.